Hi, this is Denise Favaldo with Women Beyond a Certain Age. This is a very interesting show. I'm alone today because Diane is in Africa. I am at this, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, the Ventura County Sheriff's Department. I'm here to interview Captain Eric Hadley, who has been here for 29 years, because we're talking about women's personal safety today. Now, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Cindy happens to be the sister-in-law of the main man. So she she did. We've twisted Captain Eric's arm. I, the man is so polite to sit here. And I'm terrorized. We've terrorized the whole department for about an hour. And here we are. Nothing like a sister-in-law <laughs> that can scare anybody. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like Captain Hadley to tell us a little bit about himself. And then we have some questions that I think all of you probably, if you're not asking yourself now, you have in the past. There's different reasons to to think about safety. One of them is to listen to the news at nighttime. That'll make you think about safety. So here we are. So Captain Eric Hadley, thank you so much for this, for your time. You are welcome. And please tell us something about you. As we, and then we're going to ask you questions. And then you're going to ask me questions? And then I'm going to ask you right. just the, the smartest questions I can come up with. <laughs> okay. Uh, been on the agency for 29 years. <clears throat> uh, started as a patrol deputy, uh, transferred into the jail, have been able to work a variety of different assignments within the 29 years. And uh, one thing that's good with our agency, we have a lot of opportunities. So about every three or four years, I've changed assignments and have had just a great deal of opportunities within that time frame and just on continuous learning basis. Uh, some of the things, I've been a recruit training officer for new recruits within the agency and have trained officers from Ventura, Santa Barbara, San Luis wow. Obispo area. And have also held different assignments and collaterals, been part of our firearms cadre, uh, been on our tactical response team responding to emergency situations. And I've also had assignments where uh, in the city of Thousand Oaks, I worked within our intelligence-led policing unit, which also uh, incorporated our crime prevention unit. Uh, and been able to meet and talk with community members on topics such as what we're going to discuss today. And this is wonderful. Currently, I'm assigned here at the uh, Sheriff's Administration. I'm an assistant to the Sheriff and Under Sheriff. Uh, I've been assigned here since January. Well, again, I cannot thank you enough. And, you know, I, whenever I've been around a sheriff, it was usually when I was in trouble. So I'm so excited that We have today... not made that determination <laughs> on whether or not you're not in trouble at this point in time. Well, I am very impressed with myself today because... <sighs> and I, don't th I think it would be mean if people listening to this would say, yeah, I can't believe she's not in trouble. So here's what I want to say. I don't know if there are any particular dangers and scams you know, directed towards women or older women. You hear about things about people preying on older people, whether it be on the telephone or coming to their home. That's where I'd like to start. Our older population yes. is susceptible to a variety of different scams, and, and we all are. But a couple in particular that come to mind when we look at just women and what I've uh, have seen and what we've dealt with recently within the agency, one is in regards to, like, online dating. Um, sure. What occurs during these scams is that uh, through a dating site, people will post, and you can be whoever you want to be 
on the internet. That's obviously. right, absolutely. So they will post photos and profiles, and and you know it's not necessarily true. But with what goes on with these scans, is that they develop an online relationship with the female and gain their trust and draw them in emotionally. Uh, and people are lonely. Us. And, and male and male and female people are lonely. And sometimes, if you're depending on your situation, um, online is is a, is another community. It's yes. a way people make friends, a way people can date, as you said. So, yeah, yeah. you're vulnerable. But there's also that anonymity that yes. comes with uh, being online. Yes. So once that relationship is now developed, then so this is a longer play out as yes. far as the the scam itself but it takes a little bit of time to build that trust and that relationship with the person but then they will start now trying to ask for money yeah uh, so one way that it they do it is maybe they want and it's I live in a certain area but you know they, they're we're on the west coast but this person's on the east coast and they want to meet but they can't so they will have them wire them money so that they can make and come out you know and see them or sometimes maybe it's they have a sick family member or whatever, and they need money for that. And now that you've had a little bit of investment in this person, you don't tend to question it, and you feel that you can trust that person, and then they send the money to that person, and then the relationship tends to break down after that. And once wow, it's a, of course. And it could be anywhere. It's usually a couple thousand dollars. Sometimes it could be a little bit more uh, of what, they're, what we're seeing as far as monetarily. Wow. Luckily... I'm not going to fall victim to that one because my first husband, I already experienced seven years of a scam. So, But for other people listening, see, that makes perfect sense to me. And if you've been communicating with someone online for a month or two, and now, you know what I mean? You you feel comfortable with them. To think of lending someone a couple of hundred, you know, a couple of thousand, mm. even a couple hundred, a couple of thousand dollars, or they said that they were going to come visit you or something, and they, they're just short of cash. That makes perfect sense to me why somebody would believe that. Yeah. And sometimes this can continue on forever and, and they just keep getting smaller amounts and small amounts but in the end it adds up to a large sum of, of money does. so that is something and then the other thing that we tend to see a lot is what we call kind of the grandparents scam and you yeah. may have heard of this one already to where you may get a phone call and you have a grandchild granddaughter grandson that maybe is in another country but they now have been kidnapped or some <sighs> other type of ill fate or they're in jail and they need money to bail out and they look at that, look at the older population for that to try to get them. And now, again, you have that emotional connection. A lot of these scams deal on that emotional of they do. part of it. So you have that emotional connection. As a grandparent, you don't want anything bad to happen to a grandson, granddaughter, anything like that. With these type of scams, they tend to try to keep you online or on the phone as long as possible because they don't want you to maybe call somebody and check out and what's going on. So they're trying to get information from you. Maybe it's bank account information. Maybe it's a credit card information so that they can charge it and then take the money from you right there without you having an opportunity to see if things are at. And obviously, you know, they're going to be making threats of what's going to happen of to your loved one if you don't pay this ransom and things like absolutely that. Absolutely creepy. and makes perfect sense to me, but absolutely creepy. One good way to try to prevent this is kind of maybe try to keep in touch as much as possible that you can with your family members. Know if they're going That's right. someplace or somewhere. 
so that if you know your grandson or granddaughter is not in a foreign country or not anywhere else where, okay, I know this is not going, this is not true. And when you get those calls and you can deal with it that way, but it's, it's very difficult when you are emotionally invested in it, not to fall victim to these scams. I, boy, I hear that. Now, how safe do you think most of us are in our homes? Within Ventura County? Yeah. And I, I'm speaking Good. locally. Good, that's fine. Um, we tend to be a very safe community. And within our homes, we are even safer. Do we have situation where we have home bur- burglaries? Yes. Um, do we have some, every now and then, maybe a, a takeover where someone's home and they, and they barge in and, and commit crimes and stuff? Yeah, that does occur, but it's not that often that it occurs. Okay. Burglaries happen, but most of the time people are not at home. So if you're at home within Ventura County, wherever you live within the county, you're pretty safe. It doesn't mean that you can't become victim of, of a crime uh, for one reason or another. Of but course. within your homes itself, it's always risky for any type of criminal to do any type of crime where it involves another person. Get and it. And especially when we're looking at property crimes, most burglars do not want people at home. They want they want to go into an they empty go, house. They want to go into an empty house. They want it to be quiet. They want to be able to do what they want to do and then leave. And gotcha. they don't want to confront anybody. Do we have some other people that maybe are a little bit more brazen? Uh, absolutely. But that's, again, a lot fewer than the regular burglaries. And the more likely you are to confront person, the more likely it is that that will escalate, but it's also more likely that they may get caught. So they don't want to take that chance. That makes perfect sense. What do you have thoughts on these new ring doorbells or other security cameras for a private in your home? Any type of security system, whether it's the the camera systems itself or just an alarm system and you have the stickers in the windows or the signs out in your yard, what we're always trying to do is what we call target harden your area. So you want to make it as difficult as possible or as unappealing as possible to someone that may look at you or your uh, home as a possible target for a crime. So even a security system in itself where you have, they know that if they bust open a door, break a window, then an alarm may sound. And then if you have neighbors within that community, that is going to draw attention to them again. So whether it's the ring doorbells or some other brand or some other security system that you can monitor and see and maybe call law enforcement or you have an alarm company itself that if it goes off, then they send the police for you. All of those are good things to have because, again, gives you probably a little bit more peace of mind when you're away from your home. may give you some peace of mind when you're in your home because a lot of those have, like, emergency alarms as well so that either if you're in your home, you can hit the panic alarm, or even if you're out and about and you're seeing and looking and someone might be at your house and then maybe they're going into your backyard and you don't know who that person is, you can activate that panic system so the alarm sounds even when you're not at home. We've always had an alarm system. We lived before in Los Angeles and West LA, and we always had an alarm system. And same thing here now that we're in Ventura County, but I find it to be incredibly, because incredible, if if I did something wrong and the alarm went off, that phone rings in 30 seconds and they want your password and they want to make sure that you're, you're really you know who you say you are so i'm I've, I've been good with that but then the ring which is the new the doorbell cindy got one and she told me about it and 
you know what? When I was a teenager, Captain Eric, I was alone one night and my parents were out. I was just a teenager and someone knocked on the door and I was going to open the door and it was a, a sheriff who said, don't open the door, young lady, come around to the window to make sure I am who I say I am. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, that was one of the greatest things someone could have ever done for me because then I saw through the window that in fact it was the sheriff and he said, don't ever answer the door whether you're alone or not. He said, there's no reason to look through the people, you know, we can have our conversation. So that was a huge lesson to me. So we got the ring when we moved up here. Now, I was just in Greece. So it, the ring tells me someone's at your front door and I'm in Greece. And I loved it. But really with the ring, with the camera, the system, and by the way, it's only 100 or $200 on Amazon. This is not something that people can't afford. Do you know what I mean? I know sometimes people say, oh, the alarm system is so much per month or I don't have the money. You really can get one of these ring doorbell for a very reasonable amount of money. But talk about security. I don't ever intend to open my door again unless I want to because I don't have to. Because it shows me if it's the Amazon delivery, I know it's there. If it's a next-door neighbor and I want to speak to them, I'll go to the door. If it's next-door neighbor and I don't want to speak to them, I don't have to. I, and actually, I watched, when I was in Greece, I watched my husband a couple of times bringing in the front door with the mail. And I thought, oh, I'm glad he's busy. Do you know what I mean? It made me happy to see him. So I think that, I think that your point of anything that can possibly appear, even whether it is or not, to a deterrent is a smart thing to do. And we should be looking at that. Absolutely. I mean, and obviously we're talking about ring, but there's other there's brands other and ones. stuff yeah. that are out yeah. there as well. And I just encourage uh, anybody that may, may be listening, if you're thinking about it, do your research. See what you're comfortable Smart. with because all of them have a little bit different technology. Um, we all have some different levels within technology Absolutely. and how to use it. So what you're comfortable with or how to install it. Can you install, install it yourself? Or do you have a family member or somebody else that you trust to let into your home that may be able to install it? So those are some things to think about uh, ahead of time. But, I mean, there's even things that we can do to our homes um, even without the security system that makes it uh, a little less inviting to someone that may be wanting to, to commit uh, some type of crime. So when we look at, like, nighttime hours, have some outdoor lighting, yes. some things that reflect up, well-lit areas. Most thieves do not like lit areas. They like dark areas and stuff like that. So have a motion detector. If you have a side yard that doesn't get a lot of use, put something up so that as Great someone advice. walks by, now sometimes it may get turned on by a cat or a dog or you know, okay. whatever the creature we have <laughs> walking around at night. Uh, that's fine. But if it's someone that's there to do something nefarious or, you know, to, to steal something or try to break into your car or whatever, it, it alerts them and it may alert you as well of what's going on or a neighbor. And that's an, important as well. And when I talk about neighbors, Know who your neighbors are. Perhaps. This know is who's huge. living next door to you across the street and watch out for each other. Now, um, this is huge. And again, I don't know why this, this has changed in our community, in our society. People don't know their neighbors nearly. They don't. I mean, I, I have friends that live in beautiful neighborhoods. They don't know their neighbors. I don't know if it's because we think we're so busy. I don't know if it's because we're all on our phones. I don't know if we don't want what it is. But in the new area that we've moved in, almost all our neighbors came over and knocked on our door and said, hi, I live at that house, this house. And within five or six houses, I know more about these people and know their faces than I did when I lived 25 years in West L.A. 
Yeah. I mean, that's shocking, but it's wonderful. And I agree with you. We're supposed to look out for each other. Yeah. And it's so important. And once you know who your neighbors are, what cars they drive, you kind of learn their habits. Yes. So that now you see something, a car or something else or someone on the street that's not familiar to you. That should raise a little bit of what's going on, and they may pay a little bit more attention to that person. It could be nothing. I mean, we have delivery people and everything sure. else that, that uh, occur, but we're just looking out for one another. It's an extra set like of eyes. Like a neighborhood watch. And for law enforcement, that's important to us because we cannot yes. be everywhere at the, you know at of once. So to have community members that are helping and looking out and watching out for us, and if they see something suspicious – to call it in and say, hey, I have a suspicious car in my, in my neighborhood. It's been yes. parked on the street. There's a person sitting in it, and they've been there for an hour, and I don't know who this person is. There's no problem for us as a law enforcement agency to come over and maybe just talk to the person, see who why? they are and why That's they're right. there. And, why they're and it there. may be nothing, but it may be something. You may be preventing a crime from one of your neighbors and helping them out. So, And a lot of these um, social medias, um, I know there's like next door. Yes. Uh, is one oh. of them. They have a community type of thing. I think Ring has a community yes. thing as well. So now you can kind of share information. And even like I think with the Ring, that if you have a video and maybe someone comes up, uh, you've seen stuff on the on the news of like the porch pirates that they call when yes. they're taking packages. Yes. Um, you can share that with your neighbors. So they have community sharing within the uh, those those formats themselves. I am members of Nextdoor. And there is a ring community. And I actually haven't even dropped out of my um, next door community in L.A. yet because I still want to know who the best contractor is or if they found a home for that puppy. So, But I think it's, again, you're right. You're building a stronger community. When this is something that I, when we talked about answering doors to strangers, or if you're out and about, like you're at the grocery store or you're at the gas station, or you're at Target, and you go to get in your car and someone starts to approach you. And one of the things, Captain Eric, that I think that's, and this is what I talk about, we talk a lot about in this podcast. See, women have a little different, especially different ages, but we have this thing that you're not supposed to be rude. Do you know what I mean? So if someone goes to speak to you, you think you have to speak back to them. Just like if someone rings your doorbell in the old days, people thought they had to answer their door to say, yes, can I help you? And I think that, and, and I think part of today is not, you know, you, you don't want to live in fear. I certainly don't want to live in fear. And I don't want to live um, being fearful of different things. But I think that we have to give ourselves permission to say that if you're getting in and out of your car or you're busy and someone goes to approach you, you can just put up your hand and say, please don't bother me now. That's what I do. Do you know what I mean? My advice to people is you don't always have to stop and talk to someone. I will say I was in Studio City and this poor young woman, I don't think she spoke any English. She was, Cindy knows the studio we were in and it was dark because we get there and she was lost and she approached me, I'm sure because I was a woman to say where, you know, where's the street that she was looking for. And I... I almost knocked her down. <laughs> I said, don't ever, don't ever frighten somebody at 5 o'clock in the morning in a dark parking lot. But I think there's a fine line. But I think that you have to be aware that people could approach you. And it's not always in your favor to be polite or to unlet them into your personal space. I would agree. I mean, I don't want everybody to shut everybody no. else out. I mean, I think we still need to be humans to one yes, another. Yes, I agree. Um, but I think it's going to be time and situation 
of what's going on and what's happening so, and how that person feels. How do you how are, are you they approaching to you yes. and your own comfort level? If the hair on the back of your neck comes up for whatever reason, follow that intuition. Good. That's um, perfect. And then if it seems like it's normal, it's in the middle of the day and someone is looking or asking for directions, yeah, help that person out. Yes. Like I said, be human to one another. Uh, I think it just makes perfect. for a better society. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are times where you're going to think, this doesn't feel right. And follow that instinct. And as far as, you know, in those types of situations, you're at the store, just things you can do to keep yourself safe. And we've seen so much of it that um, if you have personal property, uh, whether it's a purse or maybe it's another bag and you have other stuff that are items in that, pay attention to what there is. And again, we're just trying to make it as difficult as possible. So if you have a purse or a handbag, make sure that it's zipped up within yes. the shopping cart itself. Maybe use the child straps that are there to kind of seatbelt the kids in. Seatbelt your purse in. That's so that a one great idea. Can't pull it, you know, they at least have to go through another extra step to take something from you. I think that's um, a great idea. You know, sometimes we get distracted or busy and we may leave the cart or we feel safe uh, within our particular store because we're always shopping there. And we may leave it and walk away. Try not to do that. That's Keep right. the shopping carts and stuff with you. If you're walking out to your car after shopping... A lot of times, especially in today's society, uh, people are busy, and you'll see that maybe people are on the phone or talking That's on the phone right. or trying to text, and they get to the car, and then they're standing there, and they're paying attention to their phone and not paying attention to what's around them. And I think just as personal safety in general, you need to have a, a little personal awareness of what's going on around you. Walk with your head up. Make eye contact with people. You just become less vulnerable at that point in time because you obviously are looking at someone you can smile at them you can say hello that's right you make the contact that's a crime prevention tip that you see in a lot of stores as you walk in yes they're being friendly but it's also letting them know we know you're here that's a great so point that is something we can do personally that if we see someone hello yes how are you doing that's right you're making a communication with that person but you're also saying and looking at it, I know you, I've identified you, I know what you look like, and now does that person think, do I want to take a chance? If they were thinking of something, do I want to take a chance that this person may now be able to identify versus someone else that's just head down get in it. a phone or whatever, and now they can come up behind them, surprise them, and they don't really get a good look at that person. So, I, I know when I walk to my car, I have my key, I'm ready to get in that car. Perfect. And I do not, I'm not looking at my phone, and I want to get in my car and lock the car. Now, my husband gets angry at me, Captain, because he walks out to the backyard to do something, and I lock the back door, and then he's banging on the door. He goes, Denise, I'm right here. But I just think that it's a good habit to lock your doors when people go in and out of them. It is a good habit, and we go back a little bit to what we were talking about as far as protecting your home. Protecting your you know, home. If you leave, and if it's just a five-minute trip down to the store to get you know, a gallon of milk or whatever, lock your doors. I Set agree. your security system. I agree. It's not that much of an inconvenience because we've had it and we've seen where people have left for a short period of times and they come back and their home's been burglarized. And, of course, if someone was watching you, do you know what I mean? Just yeah. if someone was watching that knew your neighborhood and you left, that would be the time that they... I have two big dogs. That always helps, Big too. dogs. And uh, Cindy knows my dogs, but my male, who weighs almost 100 pounds, when he barks, it's pretty threatening through that door. 
Okay, so I always think the dogs are a great way to, is another thing to stop If you're leaving for the day, lock your doors, shut your windows, lock your windows a lot of times, especially during the summer months. We want to leave things open to let the air and breathe and stuff like that, but it's just an easier target for someone to get into your home. Easier target. Different things you can do. You can put longer bolts into where your locks are. You can put film on the window so that it's if it is smashed, it doesn't break. And now oh, all these things come one. with a cost. Yeah. But you know, not for everybody, and depending on what people can afford. But these are just some things that you can you can look at. Put some slider locks on your window yes. so they can only open so yes. far. Or bars, especially if you're leaving for a long period of time. Bars in the window. A lot of police agencies, if you're leaving and going on vacation. They'll either have volunteers or police officers that'll come by and do vacation house checks and just kind of look on your property as well. So That's check fantastic. with your local agency to see if they offer that. We did exactly what you've just talked about. We put in, they were not expensive, that you just drilled the hole and it was a little bit longer so that the windows can't mm-hmm. go any further. I, I, I was amazed actually how reasonable things were at Home Depot or Lowe's where we went. And then we put them in for our own security. Now... Here's, I think this is a great, this is a Cindy question. If you have a fender bender, what's the best way to handle it if you are a woman alone in your car? This is a little bit more difficult to answer because obviously the law says that you need to stop and you need to change information. Yes, yes, yes. Correct? Yes. Um, But now you're taking, again, I'm looking at time and place and what's happening and circumstances behind it. Is it in the middle of the day? Was it a fender bender? Was it? Does it seem to be an, a you know regular accident? And there's a bunch of other people around. Can you pull to the side of the road and exchange your information and do what you need to do safely? More than likely, you can. Now we take it and change it time and place. Yes. You're more of a rural area. It's in the middle of the night. You're stopped at a stop sign and someone comes up and just taps your yes. bumper. That seems a little weird. Again, it kind of go back to your own instincts. And does that seem reasonable? And now what are your options? I don't want to pull to the side of the road, but what are some things we can do? Do you have somebody you can call and let them know where you're at? Hey, I just got hit. I'm at this place. This is what's going on. This is the car. And if you can read the license plate, give the license plate. Can you give and call 911 and ask for an officer to respond? That's always reasonable as well. Could you put your arm out and kind of wave the person on and say, you know what? I'm not stopping here. I don't feel safe. I'm going to go to the next off-ramp. And I'm going to go to a gas station where there's cameras and there's a person there and stuff like that. And I'll exchange the information there. So That's those are some great, options great where point. you're still dealing, you know, dealing with that, but you're keeping yourself as safe as possible. I think that's great. I actually had that not too long ago. It was a car full of kids, but they just tapped my bumper and I just waved them on. Because I thought there wasn't enough damage. The sun was going down, and I don't know if it was just a mistake, which I think it was. When I got home, my car was fine. But I just decided I wasn't going to engage with them because it didn't seem important enough to me. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if it was a mistake or they were just trying to scare me. I don't know. Whatever it was, it didn't matter. But I knew that by the way they hit my car that it wasn't going to be enough damage. And because I'm really not a very good driver, I can do that kind of damage to my car all by myself in the garage. So what's the point? I mean, really, my insurance agent, we have a deal. He charges me more money, (laughs) and I still get to drive. That same philosophy can be used if you're driving and you feel that someone may be following you for some reason. Yes. Go to somewhere where you know it's well-populated, well-lit. safe. Um, Drive into a police station. See, I love that. (laughs) Once you really learn your cell phone, do you know what I mean? You realize that it's, it's a safety advantage. It gives you such 
Uh, to me, I go all over, but I think I've got my phone. If something happens, I'll call if I'm in trouble. So I think that makes a huge difference. And certainly, I've heard that one before. No your police department is near your home and pull into the lot if you think someone's falling. I mean, sometimes there may not, depending on time and day or yeah. night, may not be a lot of officers there, but most of the time there's usually an officer sure. in or around that area. That's or right. you pull in there and then you can call and have an officer respond if you're not feeling safe. I like it. Now, have I forgotten anything? Is there something you want to tell women beyond a certain age? I, I got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much time we have. Just other things around your home. And when we take and look at it, you want a line of sight. So to your front door. If you have tall bushes to where maybe someone can hide behind those or you can't be seen from the street, maybe trim those down to like, they're like three feet, like a table height. So that when you're standing up, most people can be seen above that. Same thing with trees that are growing. Try to trim those up to at least six feet. That gives you a three-foot window, kind of a line of sight within your home. It's just a security thing that you can do. I love that. Um, it's did, did you know that, Cindy? Either did I. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> so for personal safety, uh, when we talk about maybe someone's following you or you're walking on the street and you feel someone's following, some things that you can do. Again, that personal awareness. But again, walk with your head up, know who's around you, know what's going on. Yes, we're going to take calls and look at it. Um, we're going to do those things. But for the majority of the time, make sure you know what's going on. If you feel someone is following you or you don't feel comfortable with someone that's around you, walk to the other side of the street. If they're not following you, they're going to continue on their way. If they are, they're probably going to follow you. And then again, now we look for a populated place to go, somewhere to go around. Also personal safety. A lot of people, we've heard of mace and all the other stuff and pepper spray. Some people aren't comfortable with that, but there's devices you can get that are like key rings. And once you pull it, it sends off a screeching alarm type of thing. Again, you're just bringing awareness if something is to happen, or if you were to get attacked for whatever reason, you pull this thing apart, and now it just sends off like a siren. Again, it's drawing attention to you and to whoever's maybe assaulting you for what in any any manner. They're not that expensive. They're something you can keep on your person and keep it in a pocket or in a purse, things like that that you can use to help keep yourself safe if something were to happen. Yes. So just a couple other tidbits that I had. Yes. I was just in London. I was staying at a bed and breakfast. I had dinner with my friend, and I was halfway home, and she's in a – she's – older than I am. And she kept saying, you should call a cab or you should call an Uber or you should call a Lyft. But I really did know the neighborhood. I'd been there for several days. And I said, I'm perfectly safe to walk home. And I, because I'd walked in it several times now, people walking their dogs. It was a lovely neighborhood. But when I was walking home from the restaurant, I heard someone, I heard someone behind me. And I turned and looked, and it was just a, a lovely old man with his bag of groceries. And, but I said to him, I'm going to change this I'm changing to the other side of the street because I don't want to think that you're following me. And then he laughed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what right in front of me, I also thought I could take him. So that's why I wasn't afraid. But it was, I was very aware all of a sudden that someone was behind me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was, and I turned around. I think again, that's part of sometimes we, sometimes as women, we don't want to acknowledge what we know. I don't know how to say that. We don't want to act like we're not friendly or we're not happy or we're not being polite or not something, but I think we have to be honest about where we're at and just be aware of our environment. I, I think we have to listen to our inner communication. Yeah, that's a good something way to say tell it. us that it doesn't feel right, or it's I'm okay not to feel that way. That's right. Or I'm just, I don't feel comfortable in that's this situation. Right. For whatever reason it is, it's okay to feel that that's way. That's right. But how can we now 
do something so that we do feel more comfortable. I think those are some of the things we talked about today. I love it. Absolutely. I cannot thank you enough. You're welcome. I learned several things. All right. Will you take the handcuffs off now? (laughs) Oh, I thought that was kind of fun, officer. I thought we were finally having some fun. You told me you locked me in here. I didn't know it was going to be that. Okay. Oh, I see. I think there was a miscommunication about our comfort levels. Okay. So I won't be stuck in this chair all day. No, 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 no. Thank you. So, Cindy. Cindy, please. Cindy's carrying on. She's snorting. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. much, Captain Eric. Right. Okay, and I hope I, if I next time I see you, I hope it's in this kind of lovely environment again. <laughs> and nothing sinister. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Okay, thank you. We always end with the same thing. Please, if you have some tips that you will help to stay safe, go to uh, Women Beyond at ICOM. Uh, oh, crap. It's always the same thing. She has to write it down for me. iCloud.com. Well, you know where to go, and you know we have a Facebook page, and also, whenever there's a mistake, you know, blame Cindy. That's what we do here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Cindy. Thank you, Captain you Eric. Welcome. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.